0: Fall oh.
1: you so much for listening you're listening to news radio 92.3, informative local and dependable i'm your host tammy martin it's the pensacola expert panel i have the pleasure of having jamie with nas whiting field and lieutenant galvin and first lieutenant Mordica with us we're gonna have a great morning show if you have a question or comment you are more than welcome to call or text it's 437-1620 that's 437-1620 i hope y'all are having a great day did y'all have a good weekend
2: Absolutely. Great weekend Good
1: awesome did anybody watch Barbie like me?
2: No no, no man my little si- my little sister did though <laughs> oh, and, no. she- and she told me that I got to see it this week so I it is in the agenda <laughs> yeah I-, I do feel like it has a good overall
1: theme theme mm-hmm. like the theme mm-hmm. of it like what they were getting at some parts I could do without. Some parts I'm like, okay,
3: we don't need that. <laughs> it's a little cheesy. Okay. Yeah. I had one of those weekends where it was like, okay, get everything done. Yes. You can get it done between the rains. Like, cut the grass, <laughs> trim the bushes, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. do all of that. But how so, accomplished do you feel? Yes. I had such a productive week. Yes. You feel so good when you hit Monday morning and, like, things are organized and oh, clean. Oh, it yeah. feels and, so amazing. Oh, I love
1: it. It feels I so amazing. It. So, why don't you introduce who we're with, yes. Jamie?
3: So, we've got VT2. We call the the Doerbirds. So, and was was just telling me doers do what is the yeah (laughs) doers (laughs) do I love it so um that's awesome to have vt2 here so we've got an instructor pilot so that's tj so lieutenant galvin tj galvin is here as an instructor pilot and then something new we have never done so super excited to have first lieutenant lauren modica out she is a student naval aviator and we're going to get into that um second so we'll kind of start to kind of walk everybody through some of that um the track of training kind of beginning, middle, and end with a student to instructor pilot yeah. here. So, we want to jump straight into LT. Sure. So, LT, give us a little bit of background about yourself before we start going into the naval aviation training piece. So, can you tell us a little bit um, about how long you've been in the Navy and what aircraft you've flown in your sure. career so yeah. far?
0: So, I've been in uh, about seven and a half years. And prior to this tour, I was in San Diego flying the MH-60 Romeo.
3: Romeo. Romeo,
0: (laughs) yep. You would think the other one would be Juliet, but it's Sierra. So Mm -hmm. uh, two different mission sets. Our primary mission set was uh, ASW, anti-sub warfare. Mm -hmm. Um, Secondary mission set would be search and rescue and surface warfare.
3: Okay. So when you're on the aircraft, what is your primary job when you're Uh, on the...
0: Outside of piloting, so as a co-pilot, we would run mission systems along with our air crewmen. Um, running the sonar so to include uh, analyzing buoys sauna buoys as we hunt submarines very Um, cool that's the subsurface stuff yeah
3: okay so how long have you been in the Navy so far
0: seven and a half years
3: so seven and a half years Mm -hmm. you've already been operational Mm -hmm. through your training in the fleet operational and now you're doing a tour as an instructor pilot
0: so in the Navy you go from sea tour to shore tour Mm -hmm. um, where you're non deployable basically Uh, and you're guaranteed typically anywhere from 30 to 36 months okay. at that command. Okay. Uh, and then you go back to sea as a disassociated tour, uh, ah. so the boat is in my future. I see. I was right, just going to ask, knocking at the door. are you, how do you
1: uh-huh. feel
3: about that?
0: Uh, excited cause Good. honestly, I enjoyed my first tour, uh-huh. um, going out to sea. I was on the Nimitz and it was a 10 month deployment. Um, with no port calls during COVID. Wow. Uh, so oh, I got wow. intimately familiar with the boat. I love uh, how he
1: said intimately familiar. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <yeah. Very> comfortable <laughs> he knew there. the ins
3: and outs of everything.
0: That's right. Every leaky faucet, <laughs> leaky toilet seat, yep, everything. Um, oh, that's neat. Okay. Yeah. So
3: I was going to ask you what your favorite assignment was, but you've, so now that you've had that and mm-hmm. now you're doing instructor pilot mm-hmm. duty, what, I, I won't ask you what do you prefer, but which one has been, exciting for you or rewarding for you which one has been
0: uh they've both been rewarding uh, but mm. definitely different so from the deployment side when you're operational the pressure is is felt uh, different you know there is a responsibility that you have to your sailors and especially in your aircraft yep. uh, to the people in your aircraft to just come home right um In the training command it's different because you're basically taking in most cases a new pilot in Lauren's case she was not new Mm -hmm. Uh, we'll get into that later probably yeah (laughs) um, you're taking a new pilot and your responsibility is to train them up um, but ultimately it is a training environment so so knocking off a flight or not going on a flight is not a huge deal whereas in the operational Mm -hmm. world getting the mission done is super important
3: okay I see Okay, so this one, this is unique having you both here, and I think it just kind of happened by chance, um, how awesome for the CEO! But uh, you are an on-wing instructor to mm-hmm. Lauren, I believe. Can you explain wh- what is that to have an on-wing or have an on-wing instructor? What is that in the aviation world?
0: So in the aviation world, your on-wing is basically the person that introduces you to the very basics of flying. They're your first four flights, they're your last four flights before you check, and then solo. Uh, which is flying the airplane by yourself. So they're your first real, you know, taste of the aviation world. Uh, and you kind of, you know, take them under your wing as opposed okay. to on your wing. But, <laughs> okay. Uh, kind of guide them through the process in the very early stages.
3: Okay. And then at the end as well. Correct. So so towards the end, you there's something called a tie-cutting yes. ceremony. Because Navy is full of so many different and cool traditions and ceremonies. Mm -hmm. So we'll, I just wanted to get into one, um, for aviation trading and that's the tie cutting ceremony. So, um, since you're the on-wing instructor Mm -hmm. for Lauren, can you tell me about what happens at the end?
0: Sure. So typically this happens after they solo. Um, and this is a tradition I just learned about recently myself, but. Uh, basically back in the old days aviators used to fly in khakis and in the khakis they would wear ties. Mm-hmm. And back in the days the cockpits weren't pressurized so there was a lot of you know potentially wind in the cockpit and the tie would flap behind them. Mm-hmm. So when it came time for the student to solo, the instructor would cut an appropriate amount of tie that was hanging behind the student um, saying I either trust you or I don't trust you to solo this plane. So the more <laughs> tie they cut, the more they trust I you, the love less tie it. they cut, the, le- the less they trust you essentially
3: okay i'll wait until we interview lauren of how much <laughs> how of much her time t- <laughs> how much did her tie get?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey if you're just now tuning in you're listening to news radio 92.3 informative local and dependable it's pep talk i'm your host tammy martin i'm here with jamie in NAS whiting field and i have lieutenant galvin he's an instructor pilot and first lieutenant modica i said it wrong the first time student naval aviator with vt2 is that correct Is that the name of your squadron? Absolutely. This is exciting. If you have any questions or comments, please call or text 437-1620. So we're talking about tie cutting ceremony.
3: Yes. I love the traditions of things. And uh, I'll kind of share where we do that. Um, On the installation, we have a... Um, well, it used to be a bar, like an active bar, and now it's, it's still technically a bar, but it's mainly used for ceremonies like this. But inside this room is just hanging on the walls. Every inch has a piece of naval aviation history or a piece of military aviation history. And some of it dates back um, decades and decades. So very cool to have some of those traditions and those ceremonies in places like that, that remind us every day, Um, of that history and why we do these um, ceremonies and traditions so that's just really cool we call it aces which is always confused with it in milton and um, near downtown milton they also have a restaurant named aces so we often say aces on base aces Aces on on the base Um, so speaking of history real quick i just want to mention this before we we pop over to lauren Uh, Naval Air Station Whiting Field just hit 80 years. Oh, wow. So last weekend, we hit 80 years. That's awesome. so it was amazing to be able to tie that history in and and talk about that. And right now, we have a a historical display on our installation. So if you have base access, you can come over to the atrium uh, during duty hours and kind of walk through the eight decades of history and learn about Kenneth Whiting, who the base was named after so it's just been it's just an amazing time we are also in 50 years of women in naval aviation so I want to mention that as as we have Lauren here today too so um, just some really great marks in history right now so with that let's let's jump in to uh first Lieutenant Modica so Lauren so first first of all Marine. So we have a marine in the house. Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so you want to tell us a little bit about where you're from? Where did where did you go to school? Sure, absolutely. Welcome, morning. I'm from Centerport, New York, and I went to school from high school. I went to Naval Academy down in Annapolis. Okay. And then out of the academy, I commissioned into the Marine Corps, and then came down here to NAS Pensacola.
3: Okay. So. Did you have you always known you wanted to be a marine? You wanted to fly? Is this something that kind of came when you were a little bit older?
2: Not exactly. Not definitely not a marine. I didn't think I wanted to be a marine. That changed pretty a lot later on. But okay. I really wanted to fly. There were uh, airplanes that went over my house when I was a little kid, and I told my mom I want to go learn to fly, and she was like, I don't, I don't know about that. Like, I'll, <laughs> but but she was supportive, and both my parents were super supportive. And then I went into naval academy, and I was like. I applied, I didn't know if I was gonna get in. I was very grateful to get in, and I was like, I wanna be a naval aviator. That's what I wanna do. Wow. And then I started to do stuff with the Marine Corps. They have summer trainings and different opportunities that you can interact with different Marines. And I was like, no, that's what I wanna do. That's the mission set, that's who I wanna be with. And so that's what dictated uh, what I put in for, and I was grateful enough to get that as well, and then commissioned into to the Marine Corps and got my air contract, so. Mm-hmm
3: very cool how exciting so let's kind of will you walk us through kind of you so you graduate so walk us through what happens next do you report right to nas pensacola for knife or like how does the process work for when you start
2: so for marines it's a little different because we got to go to tbs the basic school down in quantico virginia for six months and so all marines have to go there officer all marine Corps officers go there regardless of what you're doing and you spend six months in the woods um, you're learning all basically platoon commander tactics and it, they okay. don't care that you're an aviator. they're like you're gonna learn this they give you a rifle they give you a pack and you do what everybody else is doing but you already know that you're going to be an aviator. so by the end of the six months that's when I headed straight down to NAS Pensacola and checked in there and that's when I started to get back into the flying mindset kind of mm-hmm. take my mind out of the field and out of rifle tactics right. and all that stuff. You got uh, the foundation for a marine. Now yeah. it's time
3: to learn how to fly. <laughs> They're like, okay, now you've got to
2: shift your brain. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's but, incredible.
3: Mm-hmm. What and a shift. What a shift. Okay, so you get to NAS Pensacola and I've heard about these familiarization flights for when you they just put you in a Cessna to see if you are you know accustomed or you're acclimated to be able to fly is that true
2: that's true yeah first they go through for like four weeks of academics kind of just making sure that you have the academic rigor you're willing to study and put in the work first then if they're like okay cool then they're gonna throw you in a Cessna and then that's Mm -hmm. when you do seven flights uh, intro flights to kind of like you said get accustomed to flying and make sure you're liking it and also like you have the the feel i guess of being able to at least learn to fly an airplane okay and then they send you up to either nas whiting or over to corpus to go to primary okay.
1: was that the first time you were in a plane and like in that environment or had you done this before you got to that point
2: it had not been no it wasn't okay, the okay. first time but I
1: was just curious how you felt like okay this is what i want to do like when you're up there was it okay i know for sure this is what i want to do
2: I think for a lot of people, it's either they know or or they they don't. Yeah, it's kind of like I I like it or I don't like it. Mm -hmm. Or some people like start to get. I I know a few people who start to get accustomed to it. They're like, I think I like this, and then they get. But some people are just, I do not like this. Yes, kind of. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, that's cool. So, So
3: of course, we have our acronyms in the military. (laughs) Oh goodness! So many. (laughs) So knife is actually an acronym. Can you? tell us a little bit about what knife stands for and yes. what happens.
2: It's Naval Introductory Flight Evaluation. Okay. And knife is that 4 weeks of academics okay. and then the seven flights in the Cessna and that's what encompasses the entirety of like the knife program that they call it. Gotcha. And then you graduate knife and then you're eligible to go to primary whichever location and yeah, they move you along.
3: Okay, awesome awesome so now you're at vt2 you're at whiting yes made you're it there <laughs> so you're at whiting you make it you check in to the squadron vt2 what happens now do you are did they just start you know simulator training right away or do you have to go through any schooling when once you check in to the squadron
2: Yeah, so you start out with academics once again, and it's like about a month of academics before you roll into the simulator. And so it's very academic heavy in the front half of things, and there's a lot of information to learn. So We focused on EP systems, knowing the aircraft, EPS is like emergency procedures, and making sure that we're familiar with what the aircraft is first. So really study, 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 then we get to the simulators trying to put it it into play or like how do I actually make this happen and then this is when the on-wing relationship starts to be formed after that because after you're done with the simulators you find out who your on-wing is and from a student perspective that's huge because your on-wing is the person who's going to guide you through the first phase of training Um. and really hold your hand as you're this little baby pilot trying (laughs) to (laughs) trying to figure things
3: out. That's when we asked Lieutenant so are you pretty patient we want to know if <laughs> lieutenant <laughs> galvin's pretty <Yeah>. patient
2: <laughs> i would say so for sure <laughs> Try to be. yeah very
3: cool very cool so um so now you're at that point now where you've and now you're in simulators um, you've gotten to that point um, and you're starting to get into the aircraft mm-hmm. what would you say is one of the challenges um, For you or just in general for students as you're transitioning from that college style where you're in classroom and then simulators and then now you're in the aircraft and -hmm. you're controlling that aircraft what's one of the challenges
2: I'd say the sensory overload because mm-hmm. you go from schooling where it's all paper books, learning maybe some hands-on type of stuff, and then you go into the simu- You come into flight training. You're doing more of that. You're going in the simulator, which is really giving you a hands-on feel, but you can't hear it, smell it. It's not You're not feeling the Gs that you're pulling or anything like that. So the first time you get in the airplane, you're like, okay, I feel like I can do this. And then you get in there and <laughs> you do your first G warm-up where you're pulling like four and a half Gs, five Gs. And you're like, okay, this is a lot different than the simulator. Right. And it was just the first flight was tiring. Like you're just physically exhausted because you didn't realize how much effort you're putting into everything. And you're mm-hmm. so focused because you want to look good for your on wing of (laughs) course your first flight with them yeah so I think that's the biggest transition
3: okay now where are you in the syllabus have you soloed
2: yet so I have soloed and selected so I finished primary and I'm going to be moving on to advanced training
3: awesome Okay, so first I want to ask your aircraft so bad, but first I'm getting ahead of myself.
2: <laughs> oh, hey, I'm glad because I was about to
1: ask. do you, know, like, you fly? What, what do are you, you fly? fly? <laughs> so I'm glad that you said that. <laughs> you were waiting. Because I thought
3: we. Lo- oh my gosh, do I, I? would love to just talk about aircraft and talk about the training because it's just so cool. But what was the what was your solo like? What was the the first time you solo? I mean, was is it nerve wracking?
2: Uh, For me, it was a little relaxing because you don't have an instructor in the (laughs) (laughs) backseat grading your every or like looking over your shoulder. And you've prepared so hard for this and your instructors have trained you up for it. You've passed your check ride. They said you're good to go. And, you know, there's a certain amount of focus and stress in that you're making sure that you're doing everything yourself this time. Mm -hmm. But there is, I think, a little bit of freedom and relaxation and just it's like your first flight you're going up and there's just no like. You know what you got to do. They've said you know that you, what you got to do, and you're just doing it. And you're ready no at one, that point. I love no her one confidence.
1: You. It's amazing. It is. I love it. It's great. <laughs> if you're just now tuning in, you're listening to News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. It's Pep Talk. I'm your host, Tammy Martin. I'm here with NES Whiting Field. We're having a great show. This is awesome. I love it. Thank you, Jamie. Yes. She brought in Lieutenant Galvin and First Lieutenant Modica. We have an instructor, pilot, and student naval aviator. And this great. We're hearing all about your uh, experiences. I think it's wonderful. It's a pleasure getting to know both of you this morning. If you have a question or comment for them,
3: 437-1620. Okay, so tell us now. What have <laughs> you selected for <laughs> fly? Time.
2: <laughs> so I selected fixed-wing jets. I'm going to be going to Meridian, Mississippi to train in the T-45, and then okay. I'll eventually be going into the F-18 or the F-35. Whoa. Okay. And-
3: now that you've selected,
2: can you talk,
3: explain to us a little bit about the selection process? Is this something that you got as far as top choice? Um, and yeah.
2: So you work really hard to get a certain NSS, which is your score, and that score ranks you amongst other people that you select with that week, and you put in your preferences. It's like mm-hmm. your dream sheet, but it's needs of the Navy, needs of the Marine Corps, right. and then your preferences come after that. Um, I was really fortunate, really grateful, really blessed that my first choice was Jets, and I was able to get that. So
3: I'm so glad that we're talking fixed-wing aircraft today because it just seems like lately NAS Whiting Field has just gotten a lot of interest because of our new helicopter training system. So we're transitioning from the TH-57, which is the older helicopter, Mm -hmm. to the newer helicopter, uh, which is the TH-73 Alpha. So it's the Thrasher. They call it the Thrasher. The Thrasher. So I at least want to mention it, but it's just very... Um, exciting to finally talk, g- kind of like jump back into that fixed wing um, discussion because it just seems like we've just been talking rotary for a <laughs> year and and just I mean and it's a pretty big deal to get a new a new training helicopter but it's a new helicopter training system so a, a lot um, there's a lot that comes with that as well especially on our installation to infrastructure and the training system so very cool to finally talk fixed wing. Okay. So I should, you're in the beginning of your career. I want to ask, do you think at this juncture that this is a career path for you? Um, Do you want to stay in the aviation side of things? Do you want to stay in the military? Are you looking at trying to do the 20 and retire and, and make this a career?
2: I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. It's too early for me to tell. Yeah. I look forward to my eight years after I wing, mm-hmm. and then it'll be a game-time decision for me, I think, based on how I'm enjoying things and if I'm really passionate about it still. And if I'm yeah. not, then I want to go find something else I'm more passionate about. But as of right now, I am very, very excited for my career to come and excited uh, to learn a lot of new things. So That's when do awesome. you get your wings? After advance. So I go fly in Meridian, Mississippi with the T-45, and then – Graduating that uh, training program, then I would get my wins And how long is that? Um, right now we're looking probably about eight months or okay. so. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
1: not too bad.
3: No. That's so great. We kind of talked about the current, and now we've talked talking about the future and and what you want to do in the future. So I'm gonna jump back to LT and ask you the same question sure. because you've got a couple more years mm-hmm. in, and you're mm-hmm. kind of you know a lot of people start asking those questions at eight years nine years ten years you know do you want to stay are you going to get out um, and a lot of times instructor pilots gets get asked the question are you going to go to the airlines mm. um, continue to fly so I'll ask all of that to you sure. um, are you want to stay
0: um, it is a tough it's a tough question to answer yeah, um, yeah. my personal mindset is leave every door open mm-hmm. um, so do the best I can on this tour which yep. leaves my Navy door open and then on the outside, I'm also, I just got into a grad program, uh, so I'm going to start that in uh, at the end of August, and then I'm also working on my professional qualifications for the airline, so ATP, okay. CTP, okay. Um, hoping to get those by the end of next year.
3: Now, what will you do in grad school? What will you study?
0: Uh, global risk.
3: Global risk? Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. What a great time. I know. What a great I, time yeah. to jump into something like that. That's amazing. Okay. So we've got to do some shout outs. You got so so lieutenant <laughs> sure. I'll let you go first. Is there anybody you want to, you want to give a shout out to or a say hello to? Of
0: course. Of course. Uh, shout out my mom. I hope she's listening. I think she is. <laughs> my dad who's in Tokyo right now. Uh, oh, I think cool. he was able to tune in and my, my two sisters as well. And then my girlfriend who's sitting right behind me. Oh, obviously. that's awesome. <laughs> so just, cute. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> very
3: cool. Very cool. Okay. Lauren, it's, over to you when you want to finish up i want to give you that shout out
2: thank you i'd like to shout out my three amazing sisters morgan caitlin and karen they're all off doing amazing things there are two of them are also in the military the other one's 13 and she's killing it and then my roommate maggie for helping me mentally prepare for this today that was really <laughs>
1: y'all <helpful>. did fantastic <laughs> i loved you. it it was great getting to know you all y'all are wonderful and thank you so much for your service it does not go unnoticed coming up we have mondays with malcolm